Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Homebrewed Evil. Hi! <laughs> um, let's get started, you guys. Um, today's case is called Tourist from Hell. Oh! Yeah, last week's case was called Sorcerer, Sorcerer from, from Hell. Hell. Today's case is called Tourist from Hell. We are back with another local story. Ooh, so Singapore case! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this happened in Singapore in 1996. Oh, so long ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one's really crazy, okay? When I was reading this case, I was just like... Was it wild? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of me. It was crazy. It was... Oh my god, it's like... Wild. <laughs> okay, let's get started. But before we get started, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and... You know the drill. <laughs> Apple Podcast if you're there, okay? Um, yeah, let's get started. Today we're talking about a man named John, John Martin Shrips. Cool. Yeah, he's a Westerner. John, yeah. He Can't is <laughs> the first Westerner to be hanged for murder in Singapore. Damn. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really kill any Singaporeans, but he killed in Singapore. Right. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about him. Let's go way, 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 way back to when he was born, okay? Mm-hmm. He was born in England in 9th of December, 1959. Cool. We, got a, we got a guy from England. Yeah, from England. <laughs> and he was born to a mom and dad. The mom is a lorry driver. Obviously, he's born <laughs> to a mom, mom and dad. <laughs> talking. So, his mom is a barmaid and his dad is a lorry driver. And his dad and him travelled often. And he loved travelling with his dad. It was like, kind of their thing to do, you know? That's so cool. Just mm-hmm. vibing with my dad. Right? In the lorry, vroom vroom. Right? I know. It's so cute until... His father passed away oh, by <laughs> committing suicide. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so oh. John John had to see all that, like, oh. find the body and was just like... And he was nine. And oh. after this, this just, like, completely shook his world. Like, it completely, how do I say, turned his world upside down because he yeah. suddenly lost the ability or he was having a really hard time developing um, reading and writing Oh, so I think this triggered really something. Him. Yeah, and so he was really close to his father, you know. Yeah. So I think that's why he was really, really like affected by it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. at fifteen, he had to leave school because he was doing really badly academically. They couldn't help him. I think it's just like he just left. He just didn't mm-hmm. want. And his mom was really busy working odd jobs and stuff like that. Right. And so he left school and he started to do odd jobs and mm-hmm. he started to sell antiques <laughs> and he started traveling the world with the money. Cool. So at least he was sort of doing what he loved to do yeah, with his traveling. father. But he goes around the world murdering people, okay? Right, okay. So that's like... <laughs> So let's start with his early years, okay? Now we're around the year 1974-ish, okay? Mm-hmm. So he started burglaring, stealing, Ooh. theft. So he, he started he all of this. Sell? Yeah, and so you would think, and so he got caught immediately. The right. first time he burgled, he got caught. Mm-hmm. And then you think that this would, you know, kind of like scare him. Yeah. No, it did not scare him at all. 
whatsoever okay he just tried harder no he proceeded to do it three more times and then right. obviously he got caught again mm-hmm. and at that time he's just right, trying to trial and error his way mm-hmm. and at that time right it was more like being fined you weren't really in jail for burglary yeah. or theft you were just given a fine for it mm-hmm. and so he proceeded to do something even more horrific which is um, he is it just like this thrill seeker? An indecent assault. An indecent oh. assault. I didn't know what this means. It basically means to sexually assault someone without raping them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That can, yeah, that makes sense. And again, he was only given a fine for it. What? Yeah. Damn. Um, no. Mm-hmm. I don't approve. Mm-mm. I hate if he does it repeatedly, you know, they should gel him up. Like, yeah. And so then he proceeded to travel to Mexico. I like how he just got out of it. Yeah. Our beloved Mexico. And he met a lady named Maria. This was around 1980s. Mm -hmm. And they fell in love. They Mm -hmm. got married. And they were traveling the world together for two years. Mm -hmm. Until finally in about... So he just continued burglary? Yeah, he continued. But I don't think she knew. Because oh. the minute that he got caught and jailed, yeah. she was like, what? Damn, so he yeah. did it without her knowing. Yeah. Like, he got jailed for three years this time. Finally. finally. <laughs> Not a fine, right? Yeah. James. And so three years for theft, burglary, and resisting arrest. Wow. And so finally he was put in bus. Okay, so now this is the thing, right? London has this thing where it's called a home visit, which yeah. I'm assuming is like, during your stay in prison, you can go out, visit your home, yeah. and then come back in, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I just want to know why. Because he escapes. <laughs> yeah. You would think that if they were going to arrange something like this, it's for, like, I don't know, criminals who regret, they want to see their family, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of sweet, you know? But I wouldn't think that they would allow it for, like, freaking burglary, like, do it. It's three years, get over literally, it. In that three years, right, he literally yeah. had just a few more months mm-hmm. before finishing up. Yeah. And they let him out for a home visit, and he ran away from jail. And How? Like, isn't it super secure? They wouldn't just let him go, right? I don't know. Maybe in the 1980s, things were a bit different. Mm-hmm. But he got away, he managed to escape, and yeah, he ran away, and the first thing he did was burglar. Wow. Yeah. And then the, he got caught, and he sentenced to another two years of imprisonment. This was his entire early life, just being thieving, Just caught, back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at this point, during the second... At this point, second, it yeah, no. Like, isn't he bored of this burglary yeah. getting caught? I, I don't know what... So it's like an, it, it's like a survival. Like, you see, he's trying to survive. Like, Maybe. But I feel like it would... I don't know, you know. Why doesn't, like, the thought of getting a job and, yeah. you know, doing it the right way cross his mind? You mm-hmm. know, that's my question. But anyway, Maria got sick of this, okay? She filed for a divorce and then she kind of got married to a officer a police officer now this officer was like from the royal protection squad this is like wow. england yeah it's Some like a fancy, police. fancy <laughs> stuff right and so she got married to him yeah. john was not having an okay he was can john just hella, get over it he was hella mad and again again i swear to god you guys this home visit thing i don't know if it's still a thing but i hope it's not we need to research on this and so, again, okay, in these three years, he was going to be released out of prison yeah. for a home visit. 
<laughs> and he escaped. <laughs> no, okay, here it is. He didn't escape. During this home visit period, right, he went to steal the clothes of Maria's new husband. Why? I don't know. Why would he want clothes of everything? He just wanted revenge. Like, he was just super angry and he wanted revenge and he started uh-huh. stealing um, from... Like, okay, why not steal money, steal his wallet, mm-hmm. you know, get the good stuff? Like, why are you taking his clothes? Like, I, okay, it makes more sense if he, you know, ripped his clothes up or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, why is he just taking them? Like, like I don't understand his mentality here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But, yeah. He's crazy. But, yeah. So, he literally only stopped harassing them. Yeah. When they got a divorce and she moved back to her hometown in Mexico. Oh, poor Maria, man. Yeah, she didn't even get to be with the freaking Royal Protection Squad <laughs> officer. Yeah. And so f- now we're in 1987, okay, where he gets into drug trafficking. So he's back out and he's traveling the world, okay, at this point. Yeah. Okay, and so now we're at the place where he travels to smuggle drugs. He does drug trafficking. He does it for a syndicate. Mm -hmm. So he helps, he works for them. And Mm -hmm. so he smuggles from Europe to Asia. Mm -hmm. And Asia, Singapore, this is where Singapore comes in. Ah, yes, Singapore, known for its port. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's, this is around 1987, right? Yeah. So here's the thing, right? He got arrested in London. Damn, so he got caught in while he was in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a possession with him. Mm-hmm. A key. And they traced this key back. It belongs to a safe deposit box in Singapore. Ooh. In Orchard Road. And our Singapore CNB Central Narcotics Bureau. Yeah. Uh-huh. They were like seized about one freaking million US dollars from the box worth of heroin <gasps> that's a lot of heroin <laughs> her face she was like <laughs> Dude, yeah in Singapore in the 1980s look I don't even know how much is like one gram of heroin but I'm uh, sure that that's a lot of heroin <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, pretty much, he ended up going back to jail. <laughs> I have what else to <laughs> Sentenced to seven years this time in jail. And again... Did, did they give no, him home? Yeah, they gave him Oh home. my god. <laughs> Literally months before ending, they gave him a home leave. And he escaped. And then he was caught. Aren't they sick of this? Like, aren't they just like... No, he was uh, re-arrested. He was uh-huh. caught, re-arrested, and they added another... Six years. Wow. He deserves it. Deserved. What kind of a life is this? Exactly. Like, yeah. is it even worth living at this point? Yeah. Like, why would you keep on doing this cycle over and over and over and over and over again? Like, when is it going to be the breaking point that he just stops and he straightens up and lives like a normal life? Yeah. You know? You would think that the prisons and the release people, like, they kind of helped them out a bit. But I feel like the prisons didn't do anything either. Mm-hmm. Like, so I teach feel like you how to get a normal job. Teach you how yeah, to re-enter yeah. into because society. Because, you know, like, nowadays when prisoners are going to be at the end of the sentence, like, they legit help them, like, okay, this is how, you know, 
You're supposed Maybe to leave. Maybe because job. he didn't, he couldn't see any other alternatives to making a living. Yeah, which is why I'm saying the prison yeah. should have also like played a part in it. Because yeah. I mean, you look at someone getting caught in prison this many times. Like clearly, mm-hmm. something else has to be, you know, wrong. But here's where his life. Okay, I wouldn't want to say his life turns around. Because clearly, it didn't. Mm-hmm. So now we are at around nineteen ninety three, okay? Mm-hmm. And here is when he becomes a model prisoner. <laughs> yeah, you know there's a there's a weird line that they're on right now. Like, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Okay, a model <laughs> prisoner is in. He was really good in prison, doing his duties, doing his chores, and everything. Right? Yeah. And so, Honestly, that kind of makes it sound like he just wants something to do. I, I right? Don't, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, okay, but anyway. <laughs> he was a dishwasher and then a general cleaner and they upped him. They promoted him to freaking butcher. Ooh. Now, this is going to come very, 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 very handy for him in his... Why do why do they have a butcher position in a prison? Can I just ask that? Like, why? To chop the meat. Yeah, but why do they need to make the prisoners do this? Like, the stupidest thing. I don't know, man. Anyway. Like, ah, yes, let me teach you how to use a butcher knife, which can totally be used to chop people up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, home leave came. You want to guess what he did? He escaped. He escaped. And he's really smart at this point because he starts to get passports. So he stole an identity of one of his prison inmates. Mm-hmm. He traveled to Mexico and he went to the embe- embassy, the British embassy there. Uh-huh. And he says that he lost his passport and he needs a new passport. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know why. I don't know what he said that didn't flag the embassy people to check on the prison systems or anything like that. Yeah. But they issued him a new passport. Damn. And so using that passport, he came to sunny Singapore. Damn. Yeah. That's actually quite like And smart. in Singapore, again, he did the exact same thing. Yeah. He went to the embassy and he said that he lost his passport uh-huh. and they issued him a new passport. Yeah. Wow. hmm I mean, it can't be easy to just be like, yo, I lost my passport. He should know some tricks and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. But anyway, let's get to Singapore. So when he came to Singapore, right, we caught it on our security cameras that he was waiting in the airport yeah. for around six hours, three to six hours. Mm-hmm. And finally, he approaches a man. Now, this man's name is Gerard Lowe, okay? Mm-hmm. So he approached Gerard Lowe and he was so smiley and so charming and he was like, hey man, like, I'm in Singapore for a couple of days. Do you want to split a hotel room? Like, I'm barely going to be in, you know. I just need the room for, like, my stuff and for sleeping. Yeah. Do you want to share a room? It'll be so much cheaper, you know. Like, mm-hmm, it's really yeah. expensive here. And, like, you know, you're a Westerner. I'm a Westerner. Mm-hmm. And we could use, like, someone of the same, you know, country. Yeah. And so, Gerard Lowe was like, oh, yeah, oh, my God. Like, that's cool. So, yeah. Gerard Lowe is actually from South Africa. Mm-hmm. He is um he works in some chemical engineering and he came to Singapore only for a few days um mm-hmm. to buy some uh like engineer stuff like some electrical appliances in Singapore. Uh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to like collect something. Yeah. This was by the way in 8th of March of 1995. Yeah. And so cool. mm-hmm. and when they went to the hotel they checked in together both of their names were registered together. Yeah. And then he went in the room and here's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. 
John used a stun gun to immobilize Gerard. Proceeded Where did he to, get a stun gun from? Yeah. Proceeded to use a hammer to hit him in the head to kill oh him. Once killing him, dragged him into the toilet and used small precision police knives uh-huh. to completely dismember his body. Wow. Yeah. This was also known as the body parts case in Singapore. Uh-huh. There's mm-hmm. a lot of body parts cases in There's Singapore. There's too many body parts cases in Singapore, okay? But here's the thing. So he proceeded to pack the body separately into uh-huh. bags and threw it into the Singapore River. Oh, God. Yeah. And then the next day, he proceeded to go over to the registration counter, the reception, and inform them that, hey man, I kicked that guy Gerard out. Please can you yeah. tell his name out of registration? I kicked him out last night. Uh huh. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, intense. The yeah. security guard also saw him dragging a large suitcase out in the morning and coming back without it. Uh, I mean, and they also would have never saw. Um, Gerard, right? Yeah, they never saw him left. Yeah. And so, after that, he proceeded to go on a shopping spree with Gerard's credit card and all of the money he had left. Wow. He went on a shopping spree worth of like $10,000. He went to an opera symphony. <laughs> For what? Just to enjoy his stay in Singapore. Wow. What a life. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, let me just casually kill this guy and, you know, blow all his money. Like, what's wrong with him? Like, is he okay? Is he, is he okay? Mm-hmm. And then, after that, he proceeded to take an airplane to Thailand to Phuket. This was around March 15th. Mm-hmm. By this point, right, the body in the plastic bag... Yeah. Okay, so when a body is decompositioning... Decomposing? When a body is decomposing, it starts to emit gases out of it. Yeah. And so these gases will cause the plastic bag to float up to the surface. Oh, wow. Yeah. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so the Coast Guards were like, what is this suspicious looking item? Oh, there was a good MRT. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, what is this suspicious looking item in the floating, floating sea? Then they dug it out. I mean, they just scooped it out. And it was human legs neatly sliced off at the knees. Neatly sliced. Neatly sliced. Neatly sliced. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, conveniently enough, there was a police report coming for a missing person's report for Gerard Lowe. Mm -hmm. Now, Gerard Lowe is a family man. So he has a wife. His wife is like an air stewardess. That's cute. Yeah. And so she's like... And so he gave her really clear instructions. Yeah. I'm going there. If I don't find anything, I'll be home on this day at this time. The yeah. minute I get there, I'm going to go use the hotel phone to call you and inform yeah. you of the number. Like, mm-hmm. he gave her so many steps, so many protocols. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this. If not, I'll be back at this time, at yeah. this date, at this venue. Mm-hmm. He didn't call her. He didn't do anything. And she was like, hella suspicious. Yeah. And so, he immediate, she immediately called the police, informed them. While he was in Thailand, Mm -hmm. a while later, um, more body parts started floating up from different parts of the river, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's talk about what he did in Phuket. Mm -hmm. So now, when he was on the flight to Phuket, he met two other flight passengers, a mom and a son. 
Yeah. Um, they were called the Damuds, Sheila and Darren Damuds. Mm-hmm. And so they all befriended each other and they were all like talking, hanging out. They, and so they ended up staying in the same hotel and they were oh, no. next door to each other. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Can I already tell where this is going? Yeah. And so um, Sheila and her son Darren went down for breakfast the next day and that was the last that they were ever seen ever oh, again. Yeah. And so the next day, um, and so that day, um, John went over to the receptionist and says that, and says to them that, hey, the mom and son, Sheila and Darren, they left already, and I'm yeah. gonna be taking over their room, and I'll just pay for both the rooms. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were get like, it okay. so suspicious. And he didn't give them a reason as to why any of this yeah. happened. They just like, okay, he's paying, got it, good. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. And then after he finished all of that. He went back to Singapore. Why did he go back to Singapore? Yeah, exactly. Why mm-hmm. did he go back? We don't know. He just went back. And when he was in Singapore, in the Changi Airport checking in, he got arrested immediately. Nice. Nice. The efficiency. Mm-hmm. The public did not know about the body parts at yeah. all. They didn't want to let anyone know about it yet. Because not they were because afraid. Yeah. Public, no, not yeah. that. Just that. But they were oh. afraid that they would alert the man. Oh. Yeah. Makes sense, makes mm-hmm. sense. And so when the police arrested him in Changi Airport, they yeah. found in his possession he had five different passports. Mm. He had a hammer, he had a stun gun, he had a police knife, and he had loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And he was brought in, arrested for investigation, right? Yeah. And so basically what he said happened with him and Gerard mm-hmm. was that he was sleeping and then Gerard came over and touched his buttocks in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's like, no, nah, wow. like, I'm not homo, like, no. Yeah. And then he said no, but then Gerard kept on like, you know, pushing. Uh-huh. And so then Gerard started throwing things at him. And one of uh-huh. the things that he threw at John was a hammer. Wow. And so just John, straight up hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then John grabbed that hammer and started hitting Gerard. Uh-huh. And he started hitting and hitting and hitting until finally Gerard died. And he was shocked. He didn't uh-huh. know what to do. He dragged him to the toilet and he dunked his head in cold water as to revive him. Mm-hmm. And then once he realized that he was dead, he packed up and he ran out of the hotel room. The, the, what, yeah. the, how was he decapitated? Yeah, he said that then he went to call another one of his friends uh-huh. and his friend said, okay, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Okay, so who is this friend? Like, they're obviously gonna ask him. Yeah. So, obviously, he saw it in checkout, right? Yeah. Halfway during trial, right? Here yeah. comes evidence. Here comes news on his stay in Thailand. Remember the mom yeah. and son? Yeah. Darren and Sheila. Their bodies were found in an unused tin uh, mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their skulls, their torso. Their skulls? Their, mm-hmm. So, they literally decomposed that far. Yeah that fast mm-hmm. yeah and uh, their arms legs torsos everything was found and it was so badly decomposed to the point that they couldn't even identify them mm-hmm. they had to use dental records to identify that it was Sheila and Darren wow yeah and so this was 
kind of helpful in the trial mm-hmm. because to you know pinpoint the similarities between both the cases yeah so they were exactly precisely cut exactly the same way mm-hmm, yeah. used you know the stun gun and the hammer everything was the same ammo that is what he does mm-hmm. yeah so exactly everything the same from the stun gun to the hammer for killing and then after that is the chopping the very precise knee um slicing of the body yeah yeah and so obviously at this point he was also you know um so the police concluded that he also murdered Darren and Sheila yeah good yeah. thank god mm-hmm. justice yes yeah. but in singapore he was standing trial for Gerard Lowe first right mm-hmm. and the you know the judge <coughs> sentenced him to being hung to death mm-hmm. in changi prison Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was during his wait for being wait to being hung to death, right? Yeah. He was just some people were approaching him uh-huh. from different countries uh-huh. to interrogate him about because he was lead suspects of murders in other countries. Oh, wow. In America, in yeah. Mexico, in England. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we don't know if it's really him. <coughs> he refused to speak to them. Wow. He refused to answer their questions. He mm-hmm. says that I'm already in prison. I'm gonna be hung to death. I don't want to answer anything anymore. Wow. Yeah. So we never know <coughs> mm-hmm. if he did more than those two. Yeah. And so here's the thing, right? And so one of the cases, right, is about this guy. He mm-hmm. travels from in from London. He's from London. Yeah. He goes to Mexico and he travels with John. Mm-hmm. And the both of them go scuba diving. And then suddenly he goes missing. The guy who oh wow yeah, not John. And yeah. then miraculously, this guy transfers all of his life savings over to John's name. <laughs> okay. Um. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. And so there was just one, and there was just like uh, I think two more or three more of these yeah. kinds. Yeah, and so that's, that's why they were all coming all over to... They were coming all over to, like, question him because he yeah. keeps fleeing and yeah. he's, like, in, you know, not caught, not found. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he does, travelling the world, just going around, killing people, getting their money and then keep on going at it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> that's it for the story, you guys. Like... That's just it. I mean, like, yeah. you can't really have a nice ending to it because... <clears throat> He's a it serial is, killer. Yeah. No matter how many bodies he's killed, it's just like sentenced to death. That's it. Mm-hmm. I also think at this point, like, there was no more... Um, They were at the point where they didn't want to sentence anyone to death anymore. Uh-huh. It was like they were changing the laws to being yeah. life imprisonment. But for him, they were like, nah, he's going to be sentenced to death. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's freaking, like, I don't know, like, wow. Can you imagine, like... The fact that there's so many un... Like, there's so many unconfirmed bodies, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy case. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace, man. I mean, Gerard, so though, yeah. I feel so... I mean, the, the mom and the son, too. They yeah. Just, he was in college, and he came yeah. for spring break with his mom to visit oh. the yeah spring break vacation mm-hmm. with his mom visiting Phuket and like oh yeah. we met a really cool person you know we're mm-hmm. friends now mm-hmm. rest yeah. in peace to every single victim mm-hmm. yeah I'm so happy that they managed to catch him and like 
he got what he deserved. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, guys, this is the case of the first ever Westerner to be hung for murder in Singapore. Thanks so much for watching. We hope you guys enjoyed today's video. Um, subscribe, like, share, <laughs> follow us on social media, Spotify. Um, and we'll see you next week with another story. It's a new story. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.